you know, as a consultant, I have these conversations. Like, so many organizations <laughs> these days forget, forget the audience. Who's your customer? Like, that's what you need to constantly ask yourself. Be agile in your delivery. Oh, can I say it? Can I say it? <laughs> yeah. You see, this is what, this is what we pay them to do. <laughs> To ask, to ask me, to ask myself questions. Okay. Oh, God. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Continental. Our last stay, our last night at the Continental for a while. Today, I am joined by only Robert, unfortunately, one of the twins had to drop out. Obira is a letdown. Yeah, he's too busy for us. Yeah. He said, what, was, what did he even say he was driving to? I don't know. He's He said many different places. He said Timbuktu one day, and the other day he said Manchester, so I wonder which one it actually is. Basically, we know he's in someone's house that he doesn't, he's not meant to be in, <laughs> exactly. so <laughs> it's fine. Even we don't know where he is. Yeah, so. so whoever he's hiding from, he's hiding from us as well, so don't come for us. <laughs> okay, guys, we've been covering the Continental. Um, I doubt that this will be your first time listening to us talk about the Continental if you're here right now, but if it is, we have episodes on episode one and episode two of the Continental on our Popcorn for Dinner feed. We're also covering Gen V and we covered the final season of Sex Education and all those episodes are up on the Popcorn for Dinner feed and we would appreciate it if you guys listen, rate us and give us your honest feedback. Trust me, it helps a lot and we listen to everything you guys say. Every Word. Word. So, and please yes, comment. We you. like the comments. Yeah, but... yeah. Please talk to us. We might even do a couple of polls with this one. Which reminds me, we need to start doing more polls because we never even asked people their John Wick rankings when we did the first one. Yeah. And actually, to be yeah. fair, after this one, we should actually post a poll on John Wick rankings. Yeah. I think obviously my ranking is obviously the best one because I have the most sense out of all of us combined. But yeah. <laughs> it's funny because Bankalea agrees their ranking more than Opiora and Nice. You guys thought Which I was a madman when I gave you that I was ranking. very shocked. No. I, I was very surprised. John Wick 1 just has opening <laughs> bias. Like, you guys just think it's the best one just because it's the first one. But it's not. Maybe. It's actually not. Maybe, maybe. But yeah, the episodes are up. Guys, please go listen. We covered episode 1, covered episode 2. And now we're about to talk about the finale of The Continental from the World of John Wick. Uh... I'm going to allow Robert have the floor. Robert, what did you think of the finale one and the show in general? You know, we've had three episodes of it so far. So you know what? I think the finale actually, <laughs> I was about to say it was really good. It was good. Mm -hmm. It wasn't really good. It was good because there's some points where it fell down a bit. There's some points where for a, an hour and a half episode, I think there was just so much filler within the episode like we've complained about the other two episodes but i think this has done probably in the rankings of the episodes i think this is probably second best the second episode was definitely like by miles the worst one um i liked the action within this i liked the the storytelling was a bit rushed at points um but i think it worked um i liked the 
reveals, um, even though you could see some of them coming. But it left a few unanswered questions as well. And it didn't tackle a few things that I expected to see, like Lawrence Fishburne's character, how he came to be. Yeah. Um, still keeping my theory as well that it was um, one of the siblings, well, obviously the male sibling of Karate Kids. Um, I'd <laughs> um, but yeah, I think all in all, it was... It was a good episode. Um, I think as a rating, I'll probably do like, I don't know if you guys do ratings, but I'm doing a rating because, well, that's me. I think it's probably like a 6.5, 7 okay. as that's, a series. That's decent for the entire series. So, yeah, I personally, I, I remember like watching the episode and it got to the end and the credits rolled. And I, I literally, the first thing I said, I had to say out loud was that that was a good finale. Like I, yeah. I did not, I wasn't along with the show for some parts of episode two and you know how I was mixed on episode one, but I came away from that thinking, damn, that was a good finale. And I think the, what makes it even fall flat or like the downsides of this finale are that it feels like they knew they had some good things, but they just wanted to make sure they were in the last episode. So they yeah, kind of packed yeah. a bunch, rushed a bunch of stuff, but there were some really good things in this episode. Like you said, the action, you know, the reveals, the, like we spoke last episode, or oh, how are they going to surprise us? You know, what's going to happen? And they did, apart from like the surprise and the storytelling, I think they did a really good job of making this assault on the Continental yeah. have like high tension, high stakes. It was, you know, engaging. It took us back to some of the classical style of John Wick that we love so much, you know, yeah, hand-to-hand yeah. action you know, uh, assassins converging to kill one person. And yeah, it w I think the finale was really good. The finale, I think, puts a gloss on the show that I didn't yeah. think it would have. Like now I would confidently recommend the show to people, but with a caveat that it's a bit long and it drags at certain points. Just get to the yeah. finale, the finale. The first and last episodes are really good. So overall, I think I'm with you in the sense that, oh, it might is probably a 6.5 rather than like for the entire series rather than yeah. going into oh it was a good series territory and most of that comes down to like how lackluster episode two felt and yeah. how slow it was compared to the other two i will be very very critical and say if you're watching the series just watch episode one and three <laughs> like skip over episode two honestly when you put it like that i really think it's possible i think everything you get from episode two someone could literally word of mouth it to you and be like yeah. oh there's this chinese guy who's trying to like intimidate this black fam like literally i'm trying yeah. to think everything you get from episode two could just be told to you yeah yeah no i completely agree as well um yeah i think the final episode I, it was good it was good um, it was really intense too like you yeah. really felt felt the tension the stakes and yeah and I think that was <laughs> what did you just as say? much as we hate to say it Mel Gibson has carried this show in every single episode like episode one uh -huh. it was him like with the funny jokes episode two speaking of Mel Gibson don't you think the I, I remember like laughing but then like dropping my heads down because don't you think the Zimbabwe joke was a little bit too on the nose <laughs> yeah I can't lie I can't lie I cringed 
at that joke. I cringe so much at that joke. And I don't know if it's because I was speaking to someone the other day about this and they were like that they can never understand. Actually, I know who it was and they're probably going to kill me for calling them someone, but I shall continue calling you someone because I know you're not listening to this episode. So I was speaking to them and then they were like that they can never understand why people don't do a good Nigerian accent because And they can recognize when it's not a good Nigerian accent. For context, the person is white and they've been to Nigeria a couple of times now. So obviously they, they can tell what a good, like a Nigerian accent sounds like. And I'm not going to lie, when, um, what's his name? Doesn't, does not have a Nigerian accent. He actually has closer to a Zimbabwean accent. So, but he's Nigerian. But he's Nigerian. <laughs> so to be fair to Mel Gibson's character, actually, it's not that far off for him to oh. say he's Zimbabwean because he actually sounds Zimbabwean, not Nigerian. Oh my God. So yeah, a very oh. long-winded way to tell that story, but yeah. That, that is interesting. I wonder if Hollywood gives them like strict guidelines around the African accents they're allowed to. Because I've heard, I think I've heard a few good Nigerian accents in my time, like watching TV, but I can't really remember where and when i am not 100 percent sure but I, th- I don't know if a lot of people watch this show i can't remember what it's called but it was one of those um it had liam hemsworth in it and he basically played this guy who had cancer and he got a deal where it's like you get so so amounts so so millions if you allow these people to hunt you you basically participate oh, in this game i think i've heard of, of this actually yeah yeah it was one of those kind of shows. It had Liam Hemsworth and Christopher Waltz in it. Yeah. And there was a priest in there from Nigeria and he had a good Nigerian accent, but he was Nigerian. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's kind so, of cheating. Yeah. But you know <laughs> yeah. who has a very good Nigerian accent? And I don't know, it's not spoken about enough. It's. Um, Will Smith in Concussion? Oh, don't mind me. <laughs> don't kill me. <laughs> You had that. You actually had that in the bag. Like, you couldn't help yourself. You just said it. Uh, but um, Winston Duke has a good Nigerian accent when he's playing Mbaku. Mbaku, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. His that accent is, is Nigerian. That is a really, really good Nigerian. Like, I remember hearing that. It was really because I remember hearing that in the cinema. And I, I literally looked right and left like, yo, are you guys hearing Yeah, it? like, <laughs> when he was like, my name's Mbaku. I was like, ah. He was like, we will not take you to. We will not take you to. I said, yo. This is like, this guy could fit in right into the village, bro. Like, yeah, people wouldn't fully. even know. I was like, ah, okay, nice to meet you. I was like, yeah. there, Winston. <laughs> yeah, he, he, his is good. That's the probably yeah. the most high profile, really Nigerian one, specifically Nigerian. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. What do you think about white powders on knives? White powder or knives? Yeah. Oh, I don't even know what you're referring to. <laughs> so do you remember that scene when he obviously put the red light on and okay. you map across all the different assassins as they prepare to yeah. actually get rid of the invaders within the hotel? Mm-hmm. And there is that one massive jacked guy with like massive knives with the mask on and he has certain white powders on his knife. And he... <laughs> <laughs> I don't I know mean, if you remember this. <laughs> if you're going to do a mission like that, you might as well. True. Because at <laughs> the same time, there's quite a lot of drug paraphernalia. Par- paraphernalia. Yeah, that's the word I got. Paraphernalia in this episode. Because what's his name? Um, Mel Gibson's character. He is had an his addict. fumes. Like, yeah. 
And it's like, bro, like, chill out, man. Like, I like that scene. What, where he's like, get me my vapors or something. Yeah, and then he's like inhaling them and like banging on the table like a like a gorilla. Like, he's not banging, but like that's how yeah, it played yeah. in my head. Like, he's like, oh, I'm going to do this. And then he sniffs some more. I'm going to do this. And he will re- oh, yeah, I really thought that was, yeah, I really thought that was cool. I yeah. like that scene a lot. No, I completely agree. Um, one of the scenes that did fall down for me though is when the Chinese crew came into the dojo and said smashing stuff up. Yeah. And she just stood there with the gun and her whole world has shattered. I said, like, bro, like get a grip. Like if you're going to blow this place up, just blow the place up. Like, come on. Like it's not it's not that deep. Like your brother has been using guns for how long? Like you finding out that your dad used guns, it's not it's not that much of a game changer. Yeah, and we spoke about like side plots that in the last episode that weren't sure were necessary. The police one proved to, you know, actually be necessary at the end of the day. But I still don't see the relevance of this like Chinese guy in the dojo and her dad. I don't yeah. know. Maybe I'm not maybe I'm not reading between the lines enough. But And we... I'm not gonna lie, the this was so useless to me. But the whole affair between the policeman and his partner yeah and the them showing us his family like them showing us like the strife between them and them showing us him trying to get her to stop we didn't need to see all of that like i'm not gonna lie they could have just introduced him to us as her partner as in like her police partner like we didn't need all that side story about them and like it's like they tried to make sure that every episode was an hour and a half and yeah. tried to fill it with so much. Like, it's like, bro, like, I'm not here to play side quests with you. I just want to play the story mode. Like, we could have... And I think these complaints are only happening if because the show and the episodes are that long. So you really yeah. do take notes on, like, oh, what could I have cut out, this and that, yeah. instead of... Because yeah. let's not lie, an hour and a half is a very long period of time in your day. Like, if you're at work and someone books an hour and a half meeting with you, I'm like, bro, like, you better bro, discuss something worth an hour and a half. Anything over 30 minutes, I cannot be an active contributor, right? Yeah. If if I'm actually speaking and discussing 30 minutes max, anything more than that, yeah, it's too long. Facts. Because I'm not going to lie, an hour and a half, long time, long time, man. So I was going to ask you, Robert, right? Like, I know this was a finale and like we'll get there and I'm trying not to rush, but I feel like it does need to be talked about that we did end up seeing, it's so sad Obiora is in here, but we did end up seeing Ruthless Winston at the end yeah. of the episode. And like, yeah, some, somewhat towards the end when he's screaming at Sharon to shoot uh, Cormac. And then at the end, I can't lie, that shocked me. And we were just discussing last week, oh, I wonder how they would surprise us. And yeah. That did shock me what Winston did at the end. But before we talk about it, one first thing first, that has to be the worst bodyguard in the history of bodyguards. <laughs> like three shots went in before he moved. He reacted. Uh, to be fair, those three shots shocked me as well. <laughs> I think he it's one of those things that you don't see it coming. Because like obviously she's a big man. Like Yeah. So why would he shoot, do that? Yeah, like he there's no reason for him to do that. Now, she's probably an assassin as well. So like it's something that she would have protected herself before he even got the chance to protect her. But notwithstanding, that guy's trash, man. Like, well, that guy's trash. No, well, no, no, the bodyguard. No, the bodyguard yeah, is a trash of guy, course, man. man. Like, 
waiting was just stroking her hair at the end, like, sorry, sorry, this happened. It's like, bro, like, it's too late, man. Boom, boom. That was that was called by Winston, though. Yeah. And it's so funny because it really shows you how much they get you to believe in the power dynamics of this entire universe. Because even when he's talking, as he's walking down the stairs, where he's like, oh, I've never killed a messenger before. My mind yeah. never even considered the possibility that he would do it. Like, yeah. I just I just thought he was talking just randomly or like, you know, I just didn't think he would go up and do anything to even aggravate this lady. Yeah, so actually, kill. I think that was his second kill, you know. In the in the episode or in, in the, the series? No, in the series. So his first one was in episode one, I think, where he was like throwing up. No, that wasn't even his kill. That's Frankie's. Yeah, because he, he, he was tr- throwing up when it happened. And yeah, I think that was actually his first kill. Crazy. That is mad. That's actually mad. And like want, it was, it was so quick. It was two in the chest, one in the head, and it was like just, just to make sure the yeah. John Wick way. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's actually the John Wick way as well. There's always two in the chest, one in the head, just to make sure. What, what did? Do you, do you buy his reason? Like, I don't even know what's the reason that he did this. Like, is there, is this one of the things where it's going to be like an unanswered question? There's going to be like a season two, or yeah. like. I don't know. I don't know. I think there's there's quite a lot of unanswered questions that they have. Um, but I think it's more more of the unanswered questions are towards our postulations and our thinkings around what actually is happening. Um, but notwithstanding, I think he, yeah, it just needs to be explained as to like what's next for him. I think the explanation from my point of view would just be it's making a name for yourself. It's like, come on, Fair like enough. this is my this is my crib now. And to be fair, like, he really does hold the... Like, he has the coin and he has the continent... The coin press yeah. and he has the continental. So he does hold some level of power that prevents the high table from raining hell down on him. Yeah, and I think it's it'll be interesting to see how many coin presses that they actually do have. Because if there's just one coin press, I think that's a very inefficient system. Um, but at the same time... Yeah, I think they they just need to be smarter around their coin presses. Like, but she said something very interesting that Frankie didn't do what he was meant to do with the coin press. So yeah, this whole thing has been an inside job the whole time. Yeah, exactly. So someone hired Frankie to yeah steal the coin press and return it somewhere, or give it to some people, and he didn't. So, like I said, maybe they're laying the seeds for a season two. Maybe they aren't. Maybe they won't get a season two, but. They are definitely laying the seeds for season two. Do you think they should get a season two, Avika? <sighs> I am tempted, right? The finale has left a good taste in my mouth. So I'll say yeah. yes, but the studio has to mandate the episodes be shorter and the story be tighter and more fan service. Yeah, but yes, I think I could do with a season two from the Continental because there's there's much that they could choose to show us and would still be interesting, you know. No, and I think that's fair enough. Um, yeah, I think the around the stories being tighter. Um, yeah, I just think they just there's just so much they could do like a lot better with that story. I think the interactions as well the dialogue between the characters can be a bit less cringe in some areas um, because there's quite a lot of cringe dialogue hopefully no one used ai to write the scripts because if you did i'm not surprised
Well, Sharon. Sharon. Have we spoken about Sharon? No, we Why? haven't really spoken about Sharon. Sharon's a very interesting guy. Um, I like Sarah Sharon. Sarah Sharon was, I was like, oh, okay. Like, actually, this, this can work. Way yeah. he was by the bus. And then even the whole, you know, last week we were contemplating if it was part of the plan for him to tell Cormac what they yeah. were doing and everything. And turns out it was. And turns out they didn't even need too much to convince him or all that. He just knew Cormac killed his friend. And yeah. And that was it. Even though Sharon helped them kill the bus driver. Like, that was peak, bud. Like, yeah, but he he had to play his part. He had to pretend. Yeah, and but like, the bus driver was collateral damage. So, no, no, no. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, but now, nah, Sharon, I think he he had a very good performance. I think the, except his, obviously, I'm Nigerian comments. Which, saying actually, sorry, I feel like we keep jumping. There was a lot yeah. of Nigerian jazz in this episode as well. I think he returned. Um, there was one song in particular that I've listened to multiple times because it's a banger. Um, I think it's a Fela song, actually, in terms of the instrumentals. So it's the same instrumentals that Fela used. So if you're watching this episode, listen out for that. But back to Sharon, I think, yeah, great, great performance from the great actor. And, well, soon to be great because obviously up and coming. Um, and, yeah, no, I think he... Him choosing, though, to stay within the Continental rather than see his family is a bit peak. Ayomide Adegun, by the way, that's his name, from South London, and he's also going to be in the new Hunger Games oh, film. Wait, 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 wait. He's Nigerian. Oh, you didn't know? That's why I said, like, when you said the accent thing, uh, that's why I laughed, because I was like, he's Nigerian. Oh, my <laughs> days. Yeah, Ayomide, please, if you're listening to this, you need you need to go back. Go back home for a bit, for a bit, I beg. Please, please. Yeah, he's, he's Nigerian and he's from South London. Raised uh, in Shretham Hill. Yeah, Aomide, not gonna lie. You need to go back. Like, you you were sounding like, ah, sound like <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say. Maybe, maybe there's a Hollywood mandated accent, man. Yeah, probably, probably. They probably heard his Nigerian accent and they're like, oh, I'm not going to lie, you don't really sound Nigerian. Could you yeah. do a different accent, please? <laughs> imagine that, though. Really imagine that. I think I'll walk off. I, but at the end of the day, you have to make your money. So you can't even walk off the set and start complaining. Speaking of music, the greatest song of all time was played in this episode. And it's, it was very easy to miss if you don't know the song. And it was in the scene where... I didn't hear uh, Ghetto Symphony. Oh, God. <laughs> It was in a scene where the cops are talking in the car and it's the song is Oh Honey by Delegation. Yeah. And anyone that knows me knows that like, I feel like that song changed. Should I say changed? That song made me really deep what music was that like, wow, this, this shit could save lives. That's, that's a beautiful song. Much. Oh Honey by Delegation. They're kind of like a one hit wonder because that was the only really big song. Yeah, that is a beautiful tune. Interesting. Oh, honey. Delegation. By delegation. I think I need to give it a proper listen because actually... Actually, even, even speaking of, like, we should just give a, like, shout out to the soundtrack for this entire series. Like, I think I'm going to go and try and listen to every song that's appeared on the series. Yeah. Everything that I've heard has sounded really, really good, really, really timely, made you feel like the 70s. It was, it's been good. And the way they've got, like you said, the... West African influences, West African music combined with, you know, the Americans and they had the British. Yeah. I think it's, yeah. it's really good for its time and places you firmly in that time period. Yeah, no, I completely agree as well. I think the 
they did really well with the music. Um, I think they they got everything right. They hit the nail on the head. Music was yeah, what what a show. The fights in this episode were really really good. For once, we got like you know dedicated fights as opposed to just random henchmen being rushed and put down. Like we got dedicated fight scenes. The fight between Chen and the assassin lady was just chef's kiss. Chen finally using her suicide vest. It was beautiful. That is, I, I actually did make that connection until you just said it. That's actually true. I think that that was an incredible, that was a brilliant fight between her. She, and- she really grew into her own this. No, I don't want to say grew into her own, but like this episode, she was one of the stars, I would say. I yeah. really liked her in this in this episode. Yeah. What do you think about the homeless boy? <laughs> oh, God. See, this is like the entire plot line. I'm just like, I I am not feeling this at all. I don't unfortunately i don't care that much about him the chinese guy the black family's dojo i just wish they had a more compelling side yeah. story like yeah let it be something related to something i don't know because uh now that i think of it i think every part of it that was cringe involved the chinese guy the homeless boy and the black family and their dojo like yeah the chinese it just boy felt disconnected finding. because yeah. everything else came together in the finale and this part just felt very disconnected yeah because like there's no there's no link back in between them and the continental between them and the world of assassins like there's nothing like it's just it's just them just trying to be part of it yeah just yeah no fun um but that was a massive gun there like yeah i know why yeah It, it made me realize maybe americans weren't so Oh, okay. <laughs> I would like to caveat now. I completely and wholesomely disagree. Um, yeah, America, your gun laws are trash. They need to be sent out of the door. Um, I we don't do we don't do politics on the popcorn for dinner podcast. Well, it's not. Here we go. It's not politics. Is right and wrong. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Ibuka clearly believes in the was it the Third Amendment? It's the fifth. The Fifth Amendment. No, is it the fifth? No, it's the second. I believe. It's the Second Amendment. Jesus. <laughs> wow. 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 So you decide to make so many amendments that the second one is like, by the way, everyone can have it gone. Before before we wrap up, is there anything from this episode or anything from the entire series that you want to touch on that you haven't touched on and that you feel deserves to be touched upon? That's actually a good point. Um, I'm going to highlight another great Mel Gibson line. Was it Mel Gibson? I think. Yeah, it was him. Another great line. I think this, for me, might go above his incontinental one. But <laughs> he said he says something about... How did he put this? Something about giving, pouring whiskey over your grave, but pass through my kidneys or something like that. Which, like, obviously referenced, like, him pissing on your grave. Yeah. So, but yeah. He, but yeah, there's a way he puts it where he's like, it sounds respectful until you get to the kidneys part. And I, I thought that was a really clever line that AI could not have written. So, yeah, it's very true. It's actually very true. Um, no, oh, that's a good line. I actually missed that. Oh, that's good. But another reason to watch it. Um, I think there's a couple of things for me. There's the guy that was in the control room. Oh, yeah. what a useless waste of space. <laughs> Like, why? Um, 
I'm sorry, I, he had no relevance to my he, thought process he, as I was watching he, that. He was there for Winston to, not Winston, for Cormac to take out his anger. And again, another great line, his mind is on other things right now. Yeah. So I just bashed his brains <laughs> over what the What an keyboard. incredible line. <laughs> yeah. What oh. an incredible line. I've, I'm struggling so hard not to praise Mel Gibson, but... There were actually some very good lines, actually, when Winston was like... Um, all right, guys, you need to get this through your thick skulls. <laughs> I was like, ooh, yeah, okay. The, Headshots. The, the, the wordplay the word is... And then as soon as he said that, <laughs> it happens, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the headshots come. I was like, oh, fair enough. The episode was good, man. Like, one thing even about the episode that stands out was like, it was 100 from like minute one, which is weird because episode two felt like such a lull. Yeah, and yeah. I don't, I don't know, but yeah. It it felt like it felt like it was on hundred front. It was just always there. It was always present. So like it was going yeah. and gunning. Um, what's his name? Um, is it Huey? Who Hugh? Um, the guy with the mustache. Oh, the guy who unfortunately passed away. No, 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 not that guy. Oh, Gene, 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 oh. Gene. Yeah, yeah, Gene finally getting his romance at the end was nice. <laughs> um, I could see what, that what? coming. To be fair. What a way for it to happen, man. Yeah, Like, while true. he's killing people, he's like, oh, you like plants too? <laughs> he's like, try not to. Uh, which actually is a very good point. If you overwater your plants, it's the same thing as underwatering them. So, you know, yeah. all you plant owners, plant mothers, plant fathers, take care of your plants, man, and get real children. But, yeah, we move. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're not going to get into it. <laughs> Um, I think one thing for me uh, that I haven't touched on, because, well, obviously I'm just slightly dropping all the things I haven't touched on into the conversation, um, it's the medicines, actually. I don't know what those drugs are. You know, the things that they inject oh, themselves yeah. with so they don't feel pain. There were some, there's been mention of something similar in, like, John Wick. I don't know if it was the third one where he's excommunicado and he yeah. takes, like, the doctor gives him something and uh, it allows yeah. him yeah, to... Yeah. Allows him to keep going. Because one thing I've always considered, and I like that you think about these things, and one thing I always consider is like, no matter who John Wick is, there's some pains that just aren't possible for you to keep fighting from. Yeah. But yeah, obviously they have drugs that like, are like adrenaline or something and make you not feel the pain or delay the pain. And they have mentioned them before. So good to them. Like the, yeah, they've built the world up and there's more coming with Ana de Armas. So Looking forward to that. And they might, with the way things are in Hollywood right now, they might not stop. They might just keep giving us more and more shows from the world of John Wick. Maybe a movie from the world of John Wick. And hopefully they do. But please, 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 and please, don't deviate from what from what's working well. Yeah. Like, just give us give us the action. Like we're here for the unbridled, like lovely action. Like yes. if Fast and Furious of their franchise started I don't know, driving scooters instead of driving cars and <laughs> driving scooters to schools and just like going to school and learning and educating. And if it became a romance thing, I'm not watching it because exactly. that's not what I'm here for. We haven't signed know up your for audience, that. know like, your selling points and stick to it. Yeah, because so many, so many organizations these days, you know, as a consultant, I have these conversations. Like, so many organizations <laughs> these days forget, forget the audience. Who's your customer? Like, that's what you need to constantly ask yourself. Be agile in your delivery. Oh, can I say it? Can I say it? <laughs> yeah. 
You see, this is what this is what we pay them to do. <laughs> to ask to ask me to ask myself questions. Okay. Oh god. You know what's the hardest thing to do as a business leader is to be introspective. To look into yourself and ask yourself the difficult questions. Starting from who is your customer? Okay. I, I think I know what my next job is doing. <laughs> Because I feel like I'm, I could be quite good at this thing. So, oh. it's about conversations, conversation, conversation, conversations. Conversation rules the world. Yeah, but true. Um, not to quickly wrap up, but let's just make sure we give some people their props. I really want to give. Um, I'm gonna have to give me a second. By the way, if anyone's wondering why there's a massive pause in that, that's because Ibuka has forgotten everyone's name that's <laughs> been within this show. So he's decided to Google it. At uh, least I don't uh, pretend to know the, the names. The funny thing is I'm going to just cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, Just a couple of like quick, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Laurels. Quick shout outs. Yeah, shout outs. Yeah, shout outs. And give people their laurels. Um, obviously we're not going to speak about Mel Gibson, but he was okay. But I really want to give our, our brother, <laughs> our brother Adegun his props. He was really good as a young Sharon. I really want to give, um, what's that guy's name again? Colin Waddell, who plays young Winston. He was really good. Wait, I thought, does he play young Winston or does he play Winston? Uh, he plays Because you know there's a small boy Winston. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He plays Winston Scott. And oh. like, he, he was really good. There were times in this episode where I was like, yes, yes, that's what I'm trying to see. And there's times where he embodies or like mirrors what we've seen from Ian McShane as older Winston. So, yeah. Shout out to him. Shout out Word. to Yen. Shout out to... I already said I'm Adegun. Shout out to Katie McGrath as the adjudicator who finally let her mask slip in this episode. And boy, oh boy, what a sight it was. I really, really like that. Abuka said 10 out of 10, he'll still hit. T 10 out of 10 for the visual effects. Perfectly done. Nothing too grotesque. Just nice enough to scare you. And I do understand the trepidation Cormac had now because that is a scary mouth to be fair like it's not if you watch gory stuff I think that's that's not surprising I think I've seen that in quite a few she, things her mouth looks like Baraka from Mortal Kombat yes yes yeah. yes that's <laughs> that's what I've been thinking of um yeah I've seen Baraka enough times because you know Mortal Kombat fan here and yeah that, it was fine I just saw I saw it and I was, uh, as expected I wanted to see more of it like in yeah. I, I promise you that's not a weird this. it's not a weird thing like Jibs has but yeah I just wanted to see it like more like it's not something that scary okay any last thoughts on the Continental we might not get to talk about this for a long while it might be one yeah. of those shows that comes and goes but any last thoughts I think I will take the opportunity to rewatch it because it'll be good to just see what it looks like as a just end-to-end -end spend four and a half hours of my day just watching it um i'm not going to do that 
but to be honest, I think it, it was a good show. Um, I definitely, definitely recommend seeing it if you're a John Wick fan, um, if you want to learn more about the world. And hopefully, fingers crossed, we do get more John Wick content coming through to us and John Wick art, because at the end of the day, movies are about art and imagination. Say no to AI in <laughs> yeah. Hollywood. War against AI, war against guns, war against drugs. Shout out, Robert. <laughs> Personally, yeah, just those are my exact thoughts. I will definitely watch the final episode again, and probably again. It's a really good episode, and I'll just, I already have the backstory and the character, so I could just tell myself it's a one hour, 30 minutes film about an assault on a building, and it would go down way smoother. But yeah, yeah great acting performances. The story could have been tighter, but it was a good story and concept. Um, yeah, shout out to the team, the cast, the crew. Chad Seleski, David Leach, uh, Greg Coolidge, all the writers that worked on this. Shout out to you guys. Thank you for delving deeper into the world of John Wick. And I know it seems easy, but the world of John Wick is slightly shallower than it looks in terms of like character development or interesting characters. So, you know, good on them for finding a way to deepen Winston and give him more context. And we look forward to any more projects from this universe. All right. Factors. Thank you guys for listening up to this point. Don't forget to go on the feed. Check out our Gen V episodes. Gen V is insane. Can't wait to get started on that. And our sex ed episodes. And please follow because we cover. There, I If I challenge you to follow us for a month, I don't have one of your favorite shows covered. We have so much coverage from the past. If you ever want to listen to thoughts on cult classics like Better Call Saul, Succession, Please just go through our episode's archive. You'll find something for everybody. Thank you, Robert. Thanks, everyone. Have a nice day. Continue staying ethical. Facts. Thanks, everyone. Goodbye. Bye.